0: Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his extreme knowledge of tax planning strategies.
1: It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. It's time to plan with the tax man once again here on the podcast. Tony Morrow from Tax Doctor Inc. with me to talk golf. We're going to spend a little time talking what golf can teach us about our financial planning or financial strategy. Uh, We're calling this For Your Retirement, pun intended, F-O-R-E.
0: So Mm -hmm. there you go. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing good. In the throes of tax season, and as we were talking about earlier, thinking about golf, thinking about the spring.
1: I know, right? It's like, well, it'd be nice to go play a little bit, but Mother Nature can't quite make up her mind if she's... Mm -mm. Fully ready for spring or not, so it's like, all right. Well, while we're waiting, let's talk a little bit, a little goof, as yeah. uh, as my daughter and I like to call it. We like to call it some goof. And of course, the way I play is probably <laughs> is goofing.
0: <laughs> How about you? Are you are you a good player? I know you like to play. I we well, I like to play a lot. You know, everybody's got their own version of good, you know. So uh, wherever you're at, you think you should be better, right? Right. I mean, so, but yeah, we I mean we play a lot, you know, and uh, I've enjoyed it for a long well, time. Are you
1: good enough to get a handicap?
0: I have a handicap. My handicap right now is seven point nine.
1: Well, then I would say so that's call good. eight. I would. Yeah. I would say that's good then. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, it's been, you know, like I say, it depends. You know, everybody. If you're an eight, you want to be a four. Right. You know, if you're a four, you want to be scratch. You, right. If well, you're a twenty. Okay. You know. Yeah. Uh,
1: With, if I if I play eighteen, I, I'm shooting like in the in the upper nineties. So you're better yeah. than me. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, it's all about getting out there and having fun. That's right. You know, and and it's picked up a lot of popularity.
1: Oh lord, yes, massive. Although pickleball is the thing mm-hmm, that's like took yes. over everybody. I'm like, good lord, pickleball's everywhere.
0: It it really is. I can't believe the interest, even as people are getting a little older. You know that they're wanting to go out and play pickleball just to kind of get a little bit of an an exercise in.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they're they're digging it. So yeah. Well, let's uh, let's let's stick with golf for right now, and we'll jump into it. And even if you're not, you know, a golfer. I think you can still enjoy the lessons. Most people have enough basic golf knowledge. And of course, you know, depending on the retire, and of course it's perfect for retirement, right? Because how many retirees like to play golf a lot. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's start with, uh, you know, just kind of breaking down a couple uh, points here. I got some fun ones. I want to kind of chop them up and have a little fun with the analogies. And I'm going to, Tell a story along the way, Tony, and I encourage you to do the same. I'm sure you've probably got uh, several as well, since you like to play. But we're going to start with hitting a hole in one and thinking about this from a financial standpoint, right? I mean, a hole in one is super exciting, right? I mean, even in putt putt, right? We get, we're like, yeah, I got a hole in one. Yeah. Um. But, you know, so, but here's kind of how I want to go with it. It, it has. It has an interesting effect on it. So, for example, I was playing golf a number of years ago with a couple, being a friend of mine. We were in our, our early 40s, I guess, maybe late 30s. And they were in their early 70s. Okay. And we're on this par three. And he, you know, he knocks the ball, he tees off, and lo and behold, he gets a hole in one. I'd never mm-hmm. seen one live. It was awesome. Right. And so I think it was like maybe the third hole was a par three, something like that. And, of course, his wife and, in uh, you know, she was, the whole day, she was like 125 to 145 yards straight down the fairway. Every single shot she made. She'd chip up on one, she'd putt, she'd one putt, right? So on and so forth. But anyway, he makes this hole in one. And for the rest of the day, the rest of the 18 holes, he is just super cocky, super arrogant. And uh-huh, this is a 70-year-old yeah. guy, right? He's he's feeling it, right? Yep. Well, my friend and I are terrible. We're all over the map. They're, you know. But at the end of the day, guess who won of the
0: four? One of you guys or his or his wife? His wife. His wife. Because
1: yeah. she was slow and steady yeah. and rock solid the entire way. Right. Yeah. So it, it thought I thought that was an interesting lesson. And in he he got the hole in one and he was like, I am feeling it. I have got this game figured out today. Mm-hmm. You know, and she was like, I'm gonna go with the tried and true principles. And she ended up winning, and that made me think of, of financial planning. You know, the hole in one are, I guess, a big hit. I guess some sort of big uh, windfall. You know, uh, picking a stock or something that does really well. It's exciting, but slow and steady or the tried and true principles is what's going to get you where you want to go.
0: No, it is. And and I've I've had I haven't had any hole in ones in my life. Okay, I know a lot of people that have. My my father's had two. My brother Tim has had two, and and I witnessed one of his, and and it was the. the ugliest thing you've ever seen it was a ground (laughs) ball hole in one is what it was from t to green and uh but it went in you know but it's uh you know you ask the 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 pga players and they have multiple hole in ones but you know they're out there playing for a living and doing it all their life but like you were mentioning i mean even for them most of the time you see it on tv somebody will have one in one of those rounds on tv and very seldom are they the winner at the end of the day but uh they can control their games much more than the rest of us, obviously. But for us, I I think, you know, if, as it pertains to financial planning, you know, it it is like that. Everybody's running around saying, you know, I I want the next big thing. sure. Uh, I want to, you know, really cash in on something and every once in a while they'll get lucky and they'll, they'll make some money. But you know, if you really, if they're going to follow that philosophy, you know from start to finish until they retire most of the time they're not going to end up very uh, yeah. well off yeah. and um, right now it's it's even more prevalent i mean as we're taping this you know uh the silicon valley bank just went under and you know people were a little nervous and you know uh, the markets have not been doing very well lately again and they're asking for the same you know I, now it's the well what what can we do that's safe and i could still make money well <laughs> yeah
1: right well <laughs> you, know, you so, know yeah that's an interesting point because the the svb the thing uh, certainly a one-off and a unique situation. Mm-hmm. I think you know. Do you see that as something systemic? You know, no one's got a crystal ball. I don't yeah. think it will be. And they were yeah, not yeah. a traditional bank in the normal sense, right? They had a very select clientele, all tech-heavy. You know, tech companies laying off, and they did. They got into bond. They got a lot of the stuff they did. Burn bonds. Yeah, yeah, it really burned them. I think. I think that's actually it's almost an interesting lesson in that itself. In still being diversified, right? Like they they did as a bank, they did a little too much of the same thing, and it bit them in the in the hind
0: end, right? It did, yeah. And they did it probably at a bad time. I mean, well, very yeah, perfect storm, bad time, yeah. Scrap the fact that who, you know, what what were they doing and all that, I'm sure it'll all come out. But back to our analogy, I mean, it really is, you know, the case for diversification and, and trying to uh, develop an overall plan. If yeah. We're talking about retirement planning mm-hmm. and, and trying to, you know, stay the course and, uh, you know, modify along the way. But not relying on hit, you know, hitting that long or the in the, this case the hole in one. Yeah. or
1: Well, I was going to say, yeah, hole. you could jump. You could jump uh, metaphors here. We could go baseball. Same thing, right? You the could. home run. The home run kings are also usually the strikeout kings.
0: It is. It is. So, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's uh it's fun to play with. I think the lesson here is, you know, make sure that you know you're developing an overall strategy. You know, just yeah. like you would, you know, as your as your golf game improves, you try to strategize your way around the course, not just try to. You know, knock it as far as you can. Yeah, um, you know, I think that it lends itself to a, a good plan.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I mean, they're sexy. A hole in one's sexy, no doubt about it. Oh, it is. But uh, yeah. hard to come by. So, you know, so, and again, my, I love the lesson that I was taught that day. It was like, okay, you young, you young bucks can hit the ball a mile. Of course, you hit it in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. But right. she That's hits it straight. nice and straight, 130 yards, and whipped our tails. So a mm-hmm. little, little fragile, little looking, you know, she's a tiny little thing, a little 70 year old lady. And she just beat us into the ground. If we'd have been playing for money, I'd have been broke because <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah. she didn't, she didn't just beat us. She crushed us. So, yeah, yeah. but, uh, all right, so let's go on to number two here. on uh, what golf can teach us about financial planning, uh, unless you're happy Gilmore, you probably want more than two clubs in your bag, right? You probably want more than just the driver and the putter, because I think that's pretty much all he played with, if you've ever seen that movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, so you need that diversification of a a couple of different kinds of clubs, right? So think about it in that same manner. Um, You're probably not going to, you know, use your driver in the fairway, and you're certainly not going to use it in the rough.
0: Right. And I think, too, you know, and I've, I've been through a lot of different clubs in my day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and you remember when you first started golf, people can probably relate to this is, you know, you only, ha- you do only have a few clubs in your bag cause you can't hit the other ones. And, you know, even, even now, depending on your handicap, you know, some clubs are hard to hit, right. but nevertheless, if you're really going to get good, you have to have a full set to really uh, bridge those gaps and distances. That's why we have, you know, 14 clubs. Um, uh, and you see the good, the really good players. I mean, you could get a, a guy off PGA tour and, and, Probably beat me uh, with two clubs. He, he probably could have two oh, clubs. Oh, sure,
1: but he's a pro. Uh, you know, right.
0: Yeah, he's a pro. But uh, you know, for most of us, it's the game's not enjoyable. But tying it into the to the financial planning is it's you need some diversification, as we just talked about. You need to make sure you're into different types of investments. You know, generally speaking, mm-hmm. not just all cash or all a bond. You know, um, it serves itself well you know, with the overall plan, which is, is what we do with people, you know, is once we kind of get all of their financial data it's saying, okay, based on this, and and when you want to retire and what you want to do, here's some suggestions. And it's fairly well diversified. I mean, there's there some different types of investments, you know, because as we see right now in the market, you know, uh, bonds, mm-hmm. you know, the, the rates are up a little bit more than they ever have been. But that doesn't mean rush out as, as a, 30 year old and put all your money into long term bonds back to Silicon Valley. <laughs> back to Silicon Valley.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know,
0: maybe, maybe that's not the best case, you know. Uh, yeah. So, but that I think that's the main the main lesson here, you know, is you gotta have different asset classes, you gotta have some different types of things, and then monitor those classes because something's always gonna be in and out of favor. Yeah. And uh but by, by doing that, you know, you really can set yourself up well for uh, a lot less headaches and a lot, a lot less tinkering down the
1: road yeah and, and i've got some interesting stats here on the svb while we're talking real quick on mm-hmm. this uh we can and we'll jump right back in but and these these come from bankrate.com and bloomberg uh and um new york post uh but it basically said you know if you're it's for people that are really worried you know a couple of things to just keep in mind especially with the bottom you know one of the bottom line pieces here and this is actually from a cfo as well and you know, it says just kind of remember that Most national, large national banks deposit their, they diversify their deposits, right? We were just talking about diversification. And they have kind of a more regulated uh, system and less exposure to investments. And that's really what hurt SVB. Um, They had 50, roughly 56% of their deposits were locked up in securities compared to somebody like Bank of America, who only runs it around 28%, right? So completely different risk profile. Yeah. Right. And and, yeah. and you could take that lesson to your individual self. Right. So if you are putting way too much, like if you if you work for a company and you get your paycheck there and they give you stock options there and you have a bunch of, you know, uh, invested in the company you have. in let's say you've got 70 percent of your life, your income tied up in this company. Well, look, think about Enron from all those years ago. Same yeah. thing. You have Same way thing. too much tied up in there and it goes under. Guess what happens to you? Right. You go under, yeah. too. So
0: yeah. it's no different than us. I remember uh, this actually happened on the golf course. Hmm. This was uh, before the collapse of 08, 09. I was out golfing in Arizona, mm-hmm. and I happened to get paired up with a guy who seemed very high up on the chain at General Motors. I mean, flying in on the corporate jet, and wow. you could just tell this this guy was he really was, high He up.
1: was fancy. He was yeah. rolling.
0: Yeah. And he's, he was mentioning at the time he had all of his retirement. He was probably in his 60s at the time invested in General Motors stock. And right when we got back, it wasn't a year and a half later. I don't know what ever happened to the guy. You know, General Motors filed for bankruptcy. Maybe he got out, you know, and was was given some things. But I right. couldn't help but think of that guy, you know, that's like because that happened. And uh, who knows what, what could have happened to him. But that could happen to you, uh, you know, in any of these types of uh, different types of investments, especially if you're just concentrated in one particular thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, again, clubs in the bag, diversification, SVB. We're tying it all together today.
0: That's right. We're, We're bringing over. it all full
1: circle in here. <laughs> uh, so let's do the last one. Have you ever had the opportunity uh, to play with a caddy?
0: I have when I've uh, traveled, and it's fantastic. That's uh, every, Everybody I've it's talked to
1: that's done it said, wow, it's yeah. really impressive. So this one's a pretty easy analogy, right? Because you, you're paired up with a guy or gal who's a pro and knows that course, right, or whatever yeah, the case is. And they help you do all these little things, right? Like reading your lie and reading the green, and how the putts could break, and you know, you know, best choices for this, that, and the other. Well, that's what you do, in a sense, Tony. Right? As a financial professional, you help with the hazards.
0: We help with the hazards. I mean, we we are, you know, the financial caddy. And when I played golf at some of the, you know, you go to some of these these uh, travel resort type courses, and some of them make you get a caddy. Obviously, most of us don't play with a caddy in our everyday rounds, but it is a ton of fun because they, like you say, they know the course, like the back of their hand. They're going to be able to tell you from watching you hit two swings, what you should hit on this particular thing. And most of the time they are correct. You know, every time you say, ah, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm just going to do what I always do. And uh, then you don't, you don't turn out so well on on the golf course. I think a lot of it is the same way in the, in the financial area is that can you do it yourself? Can you play without a caddy? Sure. Uh, but you know, it's it you're generally going to end up much better off and much more at ease with uh, someone helping you, coaching you a, around a little bit in your financial life, however that may look for you. So, not that you can't do it yourself, but I definitely think you're going to be much more uh, efficient. You're going to probably end up. It, some people equate it. Well, can you get me a better return than I can on myself? You know, by myself. That's not really the the gist of it, right? I can't right. answer that. You know, right. I, I, it's more of long lines. Can we maybe do it uh, or or do the, something good for you in a tax advantage status? Can we make sure that you're on track to you know, hit the goals that you set out?
1: To, you yeah. Know, to get How's your up? income going to play with Social Security? What's the best yeah. Social Security strategy for you? How are you going to be tax efficient, right? Some, yeah. It's so much more than just you know well it's like if you i guess if you were playing with a caddy and you just wind up saying hey what's the best club for me to use on this hole well there's yeah. so much more he has to offer you than just that if you ask him that same question every time you're just you're not really maximizing what that caddy can do
0: no absolutely not and like you say the on the course those guys are fantastic besides having a lot of fun they know the game they're in the game every, every day, just like we are as planners. Right. Rather than, you know, just guy coming out, you know, a couple well, in my case, <laughs> yeah, you know, traveling. It's, yeah. It's
1: not your cousin, uh,
0: Eddie, walking out with you going, all
1: right, here's what no. you want to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no. These guys, these guys know the game. And if you let them hit a ball for you generally, they're really good players. Um, so I think it goes back to the financial case, you know, just like everything else. Yeah, the people that do it every day are, are probably going to be better at it than you. And, um, it might you know be wise to listen and come yep. up with a plan and, and to work with an advisor.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. There's our little analogy with golf. Uh, we even touched on the SVB thing a little bit. And, of course, folks, if you do have concerns about what's happened uh, this past week, the time we're taping this, we're in the middle of March. We'll be dropping this podcast here this week uh, with what's going on with these banks. Before you take action, you know, don't panic. That, that's one thing we don't need right. to do is people start panicking and running and taking money out of any banks, and that can, can certainly be what causes issues. Um, so make sure you reach out to your advisor and just make sure that things are okay and have a conversation as always there's no crystal ball no one knows what the future holds but we want to also not make things worse by uh, you know by creating more panic than it needs to be I think that was also where they kind of shot themselves in the foot the minute they reached out to their investors and and different tech companies and said don't panic that's and actually, at the time, that's when they panicked, right?
0: When they panicked, yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I've been telling all of our tax, financial, uh, monthly accounting clients and uh, wealth clients that, you know, the same thing, you know, don't panic. I mean, yeah, everything's good until it's not. But, you know, most of us don't have, I mean, as an accountant, I I, I like to look. But most consumers aren't going to go and review and understand the bank's financial statements. But I, I'm telling clients, you know, talk to your banker. Just ask them, hey, you know, uh, What do you think, you know, I should be doing to mitigate my risk, Uh, you know, if I've got over $250,000 or or whatever? I don't know if you want to go in and say, explain all your financials to me. They're not going to have the time to do all that. Right, right. Uh, And even if they're not in good shape, they're probably not going to be, you know, hey, you know, we're we're in real bad shape. Right. But uh, I think proactively, like you say, you know, Keep an eye on it. Ask your advisor. Ask your banker. And uh, I don't think you should be running out and just pulling all your money out. Absolutely not.
1: No, and I think, you know, based on – I've talked with a bunch of advisors uh, already this week, Tony, and they've all said the same thing. You know, they, there doesn't seem to be any evidence there that this is a systemic problem. No. Um, no. Yes, we've had two at the time we're doing this, one on the West Coast, one on the East Coast. But they are both very specific banks to very exactly. specific things. I think the yeah. New York Bank really being hurt by the crypto, being too heavily heavy leveraged in crypto. And, of course, SVB wound up being too heavily leveraged in bonds they took out. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't have the stock assets to cover it. So, no. yeah. And, and, you know, bank failures, folks, they happen more often than you realize. They do. Um, Yeah, there's an interesting chart. We've actually had like 300 plus since, um, since the great, you know, since the financial impact of 09. We've had about 300 plus bank failures, and you don't really hear about all of them. You only hear about like a few at a time, especially like the really big. You heard it around the financial crisis, obviously in 08, 09. That's what most of them were. But I think there's been 12 since uh, 2019, and you, I don't think you've heard about any but this one.
0: Yeah, Um, I've only heard of uh, one other one since, and well, it's probably been yeah four or five years. Yeah. And that was just, just a minuscule little thing. I mean, you could ask clients about it. They'd, they'd never heard of it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, again, you never know. There's always chance for things to happen. We certainly want to keep our eyes and ears peeled, but we don't want to panic. So, if you do have questions, definitely reach out to someone and have a conversation before you take any action. And of course, Tony's here to help. He and his team at Tax Doctor Inc. You can find him online at yourplanningpros.com. That's yourplanningpros.com. He's got 27 plus years of experience as a CPA, CFP, and an EA. And uh, he is uh, well he's a tax doctor, tax doctoring. So <laughs> check him out online and we will see you next time here on Plan with the Tax man Thanks, Tony.
0: All right, we'll talk to you later. Securities offered through Avan Investment Services SM. Member FINRA SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Evantex Advisory Services, insurance services offered through an Avantax affiliated insurance agency.